Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it now. We don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You're listening to Is It, is it for, for real? real? This is Philip and Katie and Bridget. And this week on the pod, uh, while you were sleeping, <laughs> we chose uh, a nice holiday film um, to get us in the mood for all the fabulous December holidays. Um, and I said the title of it already. <laughs> it's called While You Were Sleeping. And it's a 1995 Sandy B film. Um, Bill Pullman, Peter Gallagher. Congratulations, Sandy B. This is your official five uh, movie smoking jacket movie. Um, we're just, they're on back order. So mm-hmm. we'll get it to you soon. But you guys ready? What, are, what are the five? Yeah. Name five Sandy B-, B movies we did. Well, one is Demolition Man. And fun fact, she actually says, while you were sleeping in Demolition Man. Oh, well, to to Sylvester ass. Stallone. Cause Amazing. She, yeah, uh, oh, my gosh. Five. <laughs> we haven't um, watched Crash, have we? Well, the one um, we just watched <laughs> while you were sleeping. Okay. While you were sleeping. Um, Keanu Reeves. Uh, perf- oh, Speed. Speed. Uh, Practical Magic. Practical Magic. And don't forget everybody's favorite movie with Ben Affleck. Oh my God, Forces uh, of Nature. Forces of Nature. That would be nice. our five. Yeah, yeah. that's like a pretty good. Like that's like really spanning her career in a way. I know. So uh, to intro the pod this week is a is an old uh, Baltimore pal of ours uh, from the improv community. Um, it was nice to see her pop up um, as somebody who liked this movie. So take it away, Hannah J. So the first time I watched While You Were Sleeping was New Year's Eve 98 to 99. So I was six years old, almost seven. And I remember the thing that really struck out to me the most was that I thought Peter Gallagher was so ugly. And like, so the whole plot of the movie didn't really make sense to me because I was like, what is she? Why is she in love with this super ugly guy? Um, I wa- rewatched the movie, and as an adult, Peter Gallagher isn't an ugly man, you know. But I, for six year old me, I was like, the Bill Pullman is like the easy choice, like obviously. Um, but I remember just absolutely loving Sandra Bullock. I, I the movie made me fall in love with her. I do think my my big question is, you know by male beauty standards in the 90s who was you know more of a hottie peter gallagher or bill pullman um that was something i was not able to grasp as a child so um you know maybe that i could get some some clarity on that oh my gosh that's (laughs) wonderful oh it's fun to to Uh, hear her voice and uh I guess a bummer to learn that she's that much younger than me. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, okay. You were a toddler in the 90s and That's I was so in college. Um, um. I know. <laughs> but wow, she really touched on, um, well, one, I relate where I feel like yeah. this among many other films are definitely my like awakening of like a super crush on Sandra Bullock. But I think I can tap into what she's saying too. Like, I feel like Peter Gallagher's eyebrows are so intense that like, it, they are a leading man of its own. Sure. So it's like I love he's them. An, 
he's yeah. more intense. He's more of a specific looking person. And Bill Pullman, I'd say, is kind of your everyman. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. And I mean, I've got thoughts on this. Okay. We can I leave it too. for later. I or... think we'll answer Hannah J's question as we... Throughout as the we... movie. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. I, but this I really, movie yeah, could be called Peter Gallagher's eyebrows, though. <laughs> Every movie with Peter Gallagher. Yeah. Well, and um, he... In the movie, he talks about being born in, like, 1959. And apparently... He yeah. was even older in this movie, which is kind of wild to think of him as like that old. Because right, I would was, just say like this was 1995, so that's like you know makes him 35 ish, right? But I think he was 40, oh. and I think Bill Pullman was older than him. Yeah, they did something about because we were 80. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, well, let's get into our levels. Um, I'm just gonna make my level human L operator. I don't like. I, I remember I've seen this movie a, a lot when I was younger, definitely when I was in high school when it came out. And um, I did not remember it as a Christmas movie whatsoever. All I remember was Sandra Bullock sitting in that toll booth thing, collecting tokens from people yeah. Yeah. and thinking about why her job was going to be over in about three seconds and she's going to be replaced <laughs> by a robot. But it also, she never looked up at anybody and saw who they I were. Know. I, I just understand how that was working, frankly. I've got some thoughts on that, too. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, is that a thing? Is that a job? But um, definitely familiar with this from my childhood. The, my memories of it are positive, but mm -hmm. I didn't remember it as a Christmas movie whatsoever, but mm. chose it this time from reading things on the internet that it is a Christmas movie, which it is. It takes place in the yeah. week between years. So it's Christmas I uh, I think I'll make my level um, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, because I definitely have a lot of memory and fondness around like Peter Gallagher waking up from that coma and like being told he has amnesia. Like I, oh. I, and I always thought it was so funny when he was just like, hey, like trying to like, can you imagine like being told you don't no. remember something so huge and then you have to like go back upsetting. and like confirm like, wait a minute though, I remember all this other stuff, right? And side salad for later i actually have friends that that kind of happened too in a way anyway we can talk about it later off off um off off off, off broadway yeah, off broadway, yeah i remember seeing it i think in the theater with my family my my everybody in my family loves sandra bullock and i remember this was a big winner with my family it just kind of had the romantic comedy um i i think i remember this movie as funnier than upon my rewatch but it was a big a big hit and i probably have seen it a couple of times because i wasn't super i remembered a lot of the lines in it including a b c d e f g <laughs> <laughs> my level is just gonna be talking eyebrows in a bed i think i've either <laughs> seen part of this movie or more likely just the trailer and all mm. i really remember is peter gallagher eyebrows just speaking just being like who's that and right. that's all I have from this movie. Um, I'm aware of it existing very distinctly, but not. And I knew Bill Pullman was in it um, and the plot. But yeah, never seen it. So brand new amnesiac for this one. <laughs> <laughs> what is Bill Pullman's other? What is Bill Pullman's most famous movie? Maybe Independence Day. Independence Day. Got yeah. it. Okay. Got it, got and it, got and it. and other things that Bill Paxton is in. I feel that's like that's why I get so confused. Yeah, that's why I was like, Any... but Bill Paxton is like the the Mormon show husband, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. big love, like big Twister. love. Twister, Twister. You know. okay. My 
My thing is that uh, he is Kirkland's uh, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> oh, uh, see, now you're going on like on another like Jeff Daniels. Wow. Okay. Kirkland, it's a Jeff spectrum. Daniels. But yeah. Also, uh, Jeff Pullman is in uh, Jeff Bill uh, Pullman. Spaceballs. Oh, sorry, Bill. Yeah. That's where I know him from. Spaceballs. Is Spaceballs. Well, he's also okay. famously in League of Their Own as Gina Davis's like. <gasps> Windblown husband. Oh <laughs> yeah, back. Bill. His I, name's Bill. I feel uh, yeah, not to I tip so. my hat, but I feel he was attractive in that. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, he was attractive, especially because like you saw him the same against time. Tom Hanks, who was He's very fair. unattractive yeah. in that movie. And Bill Pullman comes in like, "Hey, Dottie," mm-hmm. and you're like, "Okay, Dottie, go get it on with Bill Pullman tonight." Yeah, um, but yeah. So I have a my first question before we get into the movie is: if you're in a coma. Mm. Are there things you'd like others to know or do for you while you're in a coma so that, you know, like, for example, like pluck my chin hair, pluck, is that sorry, I think Bridget, you and I have made that. We've talked about that. I think we did make that deal. So Katie, Mm -hmm. don't forget it. Don't forget Um, it. Yeah. Eyebrows, everything. Just keep Mm -hmm. it tight. Um, Phil, I think that I think that, that grows faster when you're in a coma. Oh, actually, perfect as well. Right, so right, I'm gonna yeah. go the opposite way and just trim my beard in such a way that it's very surprising for me when I wake <laughs> That's up. Fine. That really might mess with my brain. It's like, oh, am I like the vice president in 19? Yeah, uh, totally. Like a William Taft know? kind yeah. of. Yeah. Okay. I also have a few medical corner questions this pod, so I hope our resident medical advisor watched this movie. If not, we may need to text in because I can text um, in the questions. Okay, well, let me um, just ask them now. Yeah. Um, could hitting your head and having a slight scrape cause a week-long coma, which you emerge from by yourself? And two, do your relatives need to give blood when you have a slight concussion and you're in a coma? Those are did you, those are some of the questions I had. Yeah, I mean, I will say, and I'm going to text those questions right now by our <laughs> Patreon-sponsored medical consultant. But like, I will say, even in watching this the first time around when I was younger, it's like, I think being in a coma is a bigger deal than this. Yeah. Like, you, just waking up from it, I don't know if you're like, and I'm back. Like, it, you know, being, losing consciousness in general intubated is a big deal. Usually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, well, but I'll, the I'll whole text like along. trope in movies where they knock someone out over the head and then they're you know out for thirty minutes and they're fine later. It's like no, you you think of all like the concussion protocols of someone going out for like a second or not right. even right. And if it's enough of a head trauma to like knock you out for like minutes or hours, yeah, right. you've got you've got mail, bad stuff. <laughs> you've got, you've but got yeah, mail. <laughs> but yeah, like um, I mean. And I was talking with this about my couchmate who had not seen this. I was like, this is truly like a a fantasy movie. Like you have to just suspend a lot of any reality. But I did think those were funny uh, medical questions to ask. So this movie takes place in Chicago, which again, gives me a really holiday feeling. I think it's just solely because of Home Alone. But I did love the little Chicago skyline, the snow, those like beautiful Chicago homes, um, in the snow, which we get to see a little bit later on, and Sandy B's narrating like a fairy tale as well, yeah, about her childhood. Well, and I guess they were saying this is kind of a little bit of like a Sleeping Beauty template that mm. they use. Fun fact: originally the genders were swapped in the original script, and people found it way too predatory. I mean, yeah, 
It's not not laboratory now, yeah. but yeah, like it doesn't work. I mean, I was kind of surprised in 95, but yeah, um, that they had the foresight to do that. But like even the beginning and the middle, it, it does have the Sleeping Beauty because, you know, Sleeping Beauty kind of starts with that. It's like, and Maleficent, Prince Philip had a daughter, Aurora. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, like when we meet Sandy, well, first of all, we learned that her mother died and her dad you know, was her caretaker and she mm-hmm. really had a family and yabba yab yab. And so it she... seems like it's just the two of them as well. Like yeah. there's no, there's no other family around. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say she started off on the wrong foot with me by bad mouthing Wisconsin and being like, oh, that yeah. podunk state was no good for adventures. Um, I know. I noticed that too. I'm like, uh, let's like punch up. Don't, like, what's peninsula, happening? You but know, isn't that uh, like a Milwaukee, Chicago fight? I yeah, but know. she's from Wisconsin. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. sure. Right. But yeah, I know. I know. I found that a little like, hmm. yeah. Go back to your toll booth. <laughs> so she's in her toll booth. This whole movie has the jauntiest holiday score underneath of it. It's uh, just so jaunty. Too much. It's a too lot much. of jaunty music. Um, and she's in. Or, sl- every- I mean, sometimes it is holiday music, and then it's almost like a Randy Newman like. That's what I mean. It's like yeah, and it it reminded me of Major League a little bit with that rainbow song that was throughout, and and sometimes it's just like. Like if the score wasn't such, I think it would actually play as a much darker film because sometimes you're like, yeah, yikes. <laughs> I agree. I think sometimes there's like some really dark, weird moments and the score is like telling you, nope, we're going to yeah. laugh at this. Like uh-huh. it's yeah. scary that Peter Gallagher woke up and he doesn't recognize her at all. But there's that music and it's like, bah, 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 bah. Um, or I mean, I'm sure we'll yeah. get to it soon when the train is coming yeah. and she's on the tracks and it's yes. like, and it's like a pig got out at the picnic and it's like, yeah. no, 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 a train is coming okay. at two people. Do you know what I mean? A pig got out at the picnic. That's what it sounds well, like. <laughs> one, one last thing before we get started, because it's sort of in the intro and I, I want to see if you guys notice. I believe there are three solid concussions in this movie. I didn't oh. know if you saw any. Obviously, there's the main one, yeah. sure. uh, the Peter plot. Gallagher's. But right at the beginning, there's a shot of people like skating, and this one dude just bites it, and you see <laughs> oh, his I head just bounce off the ice. Oh no! And then <sighs> we'll we'll talk about the the third one a little bit okay. later. The trifecta um, of concussions. Or I can, um, I can bring it up right now. It's, is it with Bill Pullman falling on the ice? No. No, it's it's with a, a young paper boy. Who, oh, uh, yes. I made note of that. We'll talk that about... Well, I mean, poor guy. Yeah. That was like kind of incredible and fun. I mean, I remember watching that in the theater and people losing their minds when that well, happened. But it happened for real. Were you reading that? Yeah, he And he broke, broke his, his wrist. wrist. Well, because I had seen this guy just bounce his head off. And then when I saw that one I was like oh maybe they're doing this on purpose and there's this like second level of concussions like for <laughs> 10 people throughout the movie uh, and when was the like, paper no, boy, oh, they I, just had a bad stunt coordinator it's funny when that happened because that scene is so like burned in my memory but I can never remember what movie it's from that paperboy mm, thing because it's so yeah. clear that it actually happens like yeah somebody and i was like did they get a stunt double to do that because that even seems nuts and i guess like it happened for real and they must have asked him it's like can you we keep this in there like a poor i mean guy. i guess he'd want it in there but yeah. yeah 
And then you're like, what yeah. are you trying to go for? Just, I guess, just a paper boy throwing. It's a it's different just, thing. It's a totally different thing. <laughs> made me so happy to not live in a place with ice. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Sandy B is made to be a little like, uh, can't, what's the not can't hardly wait? The other one where she kisses me, where she takes her glasses off. Oh, oh she's all um, that. She's she's supposed to be like homely and ugly, where like the hot oh, dog do guy doesn't remember her. I think yeah. that, mm-hmm. and I'm like, she's wearing that like Chicago Transit Authority like smock the whole time, and yeah. then I've have documented thoughts on uh, bangs, and so uh, yeah, she definitely I was going to her... ask you about her bangs, what you thought because they were scattered. But you're not a bang fan anyway. But yeah, sometimes I did turn they can to be my scattered, couch but... mate and ask him because he's a bang fan, and I'll never yeah. be able to support that as we've I've mentioned. <laughs> bang but... fan. <laughs> yeah they were very spidery or like yeah maybe just super 1985 i don't know very unkempt but then it, later she like sweeps into the side i was she's... like oh hello sandy b <laughs> right i mean i think I mean. she's i think she's supposed to be the girl next door and just the just the not not she it's interesting because she's not like a meg ryan like she's not like feisty she's just kind of like understated and like um well this is who i am and like um a little bumbly i suppose yeah. but it's funny because i don't know if i got her as like homely but i guess she is kind of like in these big bulky like winter clothes the whole time and then yeah. throughout the movie she gets a little more fashionable i suppose like she's not memorable i guess like the whole thing about the hot dog guy is like he can't remember her and her because she's kind of invisible like she just doesn't exist and part of that is like she doesn't exist because she's in a family which is a little like ah yeah (laughs) um but i mean if i mean i don't know she would just be the most like beautiful like transit person like you know what i mean you'd be like that person's like incredibly attractive that person is sandra bullock there's (laughs) not to disparage any profession but i don't think there's a lot of like modeling scouts that are going through like (laughs) transit authority offices well she Um, just like is anything any job she's gonna have she's gonna be it, it is weird that they've attached that to Sandra Bullock because she is usually this like girl next door that like things aren't working out for her, but she's gorgeous. Now, um, she, um, we we see where she lives. She has this apartment in like a family-owned unit building, and the son of this family is just Joe Junior. Like, Joe Junior is just really harassing her he's like won't leave yeah that that relationship becomes a lot more charming as the movie goes on but like in the beginning you're like yikes like this seems terrible there also seems to be a lot of new york accents in Mm -hmm. this movie for people that live in chicago unless i'm wrong i'm not hearing the chicago some some people like maybe peter gallagher's family had some more chicago accents but i was just getting yeah like real new york like gay get off my apartment i was trying to place where i knew joe jr from because i felt we watched him in a movie i couldn't find him but he's definitely been on the sopranos and stuff like that so he's i read something where it's like new york roles new york roles and like 50 percent of his roles are like named joe or something i read that (laughs) fact he's like always playing somebody named joe or joey classic Mm -hmm. that sounds about right so Sandy B, basically her boss is like, we need you to work Christmas because you're the only one who has no family and nowhere to go. And you have to be there to like <laughs> move tokens from one side to the other of a platform. Like, what is she doing? Is, is Philip, can you enlighten uh, me now? Uh, She's no, collecting I mean, coins, my, right? My po- Right. But it's, yeah, it's been completely phased out. I just can't imagine that 
because she had been going to school and stuff like this and somehow because of debts chose this job yeah. i feel there had to be some sort of like meth habit also involved <laughs> to like get yeah. here because i don't know she was i forget what school she was going to but she was she has and I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to. We need all kinds of jobs. We need yeah, lots yeah. of types of employment. Everybody who works there is incredibly linguistically fluent. They're just very verbose, very like her coworkers in the booth, her boss. Like these are people that like seem like they have like master's degrees in literature and they're all working, moving one token from one side of a shelf <laughs> yeah. to the other and not. I, I don't know. Is she pushing a button to let people through or like, I yeah, I couldn't figure out how it was manually cranking the uh, <laughs> little turnstile to let people in. Um, oh, what a job. Maybe it's a Chicago thing. I don't like know. Like eight hours a day of that. I just, I can't, I don't know. Yeah, Is there side work? Is there paperwork? Hopefully there's something else. Cause that, that would be pretty, pretty rough. It'd be, yeah. For be, somebody with any college. It seemed to be boring. There's and how also long has she like been doing that job as well. Like seems like enough that there's been multiple holidays that she has that her there's enough of a pattern. She seems buddy buddy with the like supreme director of the Chicago <laughs> Transit, like the Authority, Transit Authority, who, who only takes his meetings outdoors and doesn't have an office. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, also that would like be the, Katie if she could. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I also feel like yeah. the boundary of like asking somebody to work because you know they don't have any family oh yeah like it's so sad it's wild but also that should be huge overtime pay which i assume he did say that did I think he say he that okay something about overtime. yeah he did okay. well no he was he, she was gonna get an award and could be on a parade <laughs> float that's what it was yeah and like a pizza party yeah so i we assume Plain. it's christmas because peter gallagher comes by the booth and he he tells her Merry Christmas while she is working there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think we're supposed to accept it as like the first time maybe he's ever said anything yes. to her. Yeah, it sounds seems it's, like it. It's so interesting. And I think like Hannah touched on this in the intro as well, where like um, she's just obsessed with this guy. Although then she says later they met September 17th and it is Christmas. So like she's been like seeing him daily probably for like three months. But as a kid, it totally made sense to me. It's like, oh, yeah, this is her guy. She's in love with this guy. But when you rewatch it, you're like, does this happen to her a lot? Like, does she mm. go for, is she just focused on one person? Or like, how much is she actually in yeah. love with him? Or is it a bit? It kind of goes back and forth. I'm like, is it a bit? Or does she honestly, is That's she honestly infatuated with him? I think it's a bit. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Because... 14 year old me in watching this movie would have been like yep that is a perfectly reasonable thing to assume that you're in love with somebody you've never talked to as that would have happened to me as a 14 year old I would have like been like oh i think i know this person i think i've seen them mm -hmm. you know but uh, now i don't think necessarily but i think it was like yeah that's a thing so maybe i think a she 14 -year -old just bored as shit and just daydreaming in there of yeah. her, her life with eyebrows she does McGee. a terrible job <laughs> well and they've really painted her as down on her luck right i mean she's like in debt she moved from somewhere back to chicago but then her 
father was in Indiana with a. Re- it was hard to figure out like the geography and like it, it seemed just- like they moved to Chicago because he needed health care at hospitals that they couldn't mm-hmm. get like research. Ho- I mean, it's yeah. just it's just Sad. kind of like yeah. yeah, and isolating and just kind of alone. You can't even get a Christmas tree into her apartment <laughs> without breaking yeah. windows. Yeah. It's very sad, but you know, it's over like Randy Newman music, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So Peter Gallagher gets uh, harassed on the tracks in the middle of the day as like a tall, big, eyebrowed man. And he doesn't have good balance because he just leaps onto the track. The tracks is what it looks like. He just (laughs) stumbles. And I don't know uh, if it's his eyebrows, but he just always, as an actor, always looks surprised and just yeah. being like, oh, I've been pushed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, who are you? <laughs> yeah. And he hits he hits the side of his head. Um, and that seems to be the only f- outward injury we see. Um, and goes out like a light. Mm-hmm. And then the train comes. And so, yeah, Sandy B jumps down there without thinking about it. And... Lightly fans his face to yep. try to wake him up. It's do. funny that it's so wild that none of this is played for like, it's all played for kind of romance and like yeah. excitement yeah. and like not like horror because it's like, <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I think about it every time I'm waiting for a train. Every yeah. time. Oh, same. I think about like, oh, I have to be like a body back length from away. The track. So no- yeah. yeah, totally. Don't mm-hmm. push and, me on the track. And th- sometimes, you know, so does she, she rolls him over, right? Like she's able to roll him. Is that what happened? Roll because together yeah. off. Yeah. The, but like also there's like a person, a conductor in the train. You can see. You should be able and to like, stop a little bit. Stop. They didn't even try he to stop. He honked a horn, you know. <laughs> Get out of the way. I love birds. No are those for... tracks like electric? Boogie, boogie, boogie. Are they hot? <laughs> I or... assume so. But, but the L also know. runs with like a thing at the top of it, I think. Doesn't it? Or is that just in the Bay Area? I don't know. I'm thinking of like a. I'm going to find out. I know what you mean. Like the trolley, like at the top. I mean, like sometimes they are electric. I mean, a friend of um, the family um, drives like the Mark and like other trains around here. And I walked in this conversation once. They were all playing poker and I just heard him say, I I killed many people. I'm like, what? Um, And he just means that he says that like there is a point where the train cannot stop. So like you just have to do it. And then what he also warned about was driving. People think they're going to make it and drive, oh, yeah. but but the electric can short out your car. Oh no. So you can yeah. That's what he said. I mean, I don't know. I haven't fact-checked that other than a poker table down the beach. But um why do people want to drive on why are you trying to be I mean, I don't there know. are some trains that take they're a pretty very long. long time. But not a mark train. I, I've I know. seen that here. Oh, I know. With the trolley. I'm like, it's Just really wait. short. It's Even one, the Amtrak like, is short. Totally. It's I know. Sweet. So I do have some way in from our medical questions. Okay. Um, and she first of all said, good questions. So congratulations. <laughs> yes. Um, she said, the answers are yes, no, and then probably. I would think that the multi-day coma would be caused by swelling in the brain, which in a case, in that case, there would be a lot of tests and most likely intubation at some point. But the waking up and being just fine is probably the most unrealistic part. After many, many days in bed, not moving, people usually feel and look pretty gross and they're pretty out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that answered that. Yeah. And my transit expert just responded and uh, 
that's Wikipedia. <laughs> the Chicago L does in fact have a third rail uh, mm. system with 600 volts of direct current power. So they were rolling onto the third rail. I, I guess she picked the right way to roll. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't want to mess with that. No. Anyway, no, no, no. we so they, we they had were... a uh, teach a teacher at our school whose fiance died by crossing the tracks and touching. Good. The oh my rail. god. Yeah. So stay off uh, of those tracks. Yeah, kids. stay off the train tracks. Don't do oh, it, man. y'all. Whew. Okay, Sorry so for bringing that down. I know, I know everything. I know. Anyways, we need some Randy too. Newman. Yeah, let's so they end up at the hospital, and you know Peter Gallagher's out cold, and everybody. So there's a very casual like ER, ER doctor that's like, "All right, let's take a look and see what we've got here." It's like I know. Is this an emergency or not? I don't understand. I mean, it's ironic because like I think how the movie feels about comas is in the title. It's like while you were sleeping. It's like mm, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not really sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. also have the so we have the easygoing doctor, and then we have the very much fascist only relatives <laughs> in this room. People um. love saying family only. It's like every any hospital you go into, so it's either saying to the camera or in the background, someone saying "sorry, family, family only. only." Yeah, really intense about it. Well, that's a good plot device yeah there's there's this nurse and she she overhears sandy b say i'm gonna marry him which i missed <laughs> she says I, it. she, she says it she mumbles it kind of to herself yeah yeah and then she's like oh well you must be the fiance let's right. go talk to your she's like talk to him tell talk to him right um and then like the lovers f- do like lovers do talk to me and then uh the family comes in yeah and uh they're just like a bumbly little like home alone family too it's it, basically it was... like the movie primer it's so confusing who these people are uh, i agree I'm still not, well don't have a handle yeah on it. saul saul is still confusing to me but... saul i think is a godfather and they make neighbor. a big deal neighbor? about a neighbor godfather. godfather they make a big yeah. deal about how he's not Catholic. But who's that other woman jewish the other woman i think is the grandmother yeah. but you mean like his uh, counterpart the the yeah because yeah, he's always other... standing next to that i woman. know she's kind of like i know i think she's kind of supposed to be like medically vulnerable because she's had multiple heart attacks and he's like what's not wrong with her heart you know like as if that's like a personality flaw and then like the mother peter gallagher's mother calls her mom sometimes but i feel like they look like they're the same Uh, age kind of like i really got far enough apart no i got really there's that random young girl who i there's a real that's the younger sister. sister yeah who simultaneously she's she's too young i mean not too young but she's notably younger than peter gallagher because she's supposed to be like 15 ish and these men are 40 and 35 this was a oops a baby fun fact about this actress monica keena keener um i I was like oh my god i know her i know her and i was like she must be famous and i was like saying that to my couch mate and then he googled her and the reason i know her is because she was on dawson's creek um that's like what she's known for and she played this sort of like bitchy sidekick to Jen and then unfortunately she died because she fell off of a pier are you talking um, about in real life or on Dawson's Creek sorry in the show oh my god um, well that's a hummer <laughs> she's alive <laughs> Yeah. Who? She died in the show. But she was like, you know how there's always like a character that could be like a lesson character, like Scott in 90210. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so Scott she, would be my first lesson. 
That's yes. a lesson, right? 100%. So like she's she's the lesson here. Not like uh, what, like being too close to the edge of the pier. She was doing a lot of drugs. They were oh. drinking. It was like a mm. whole like, you're running too that fast. Is. Slow it down. Um, and she fell off the pier and nobody could find her. I live my life by those episodic lessons. Oh, that same in the dare program. I'm like, don't go on a racetrack. Don't, don't do don't anything. Play with guns. Don't in your do anything. House. Don't talk to anybody. Don't talk to anybody. Don't change your danger. Life. Yeah, just like, I mean, we were we grew up in a time of after school specials and fear, yeah. so it's like, well, they really resonated. You they, either rebel or you swallow it. Yeah, and I swallowed yeah. it. Hook, line, and that was same, 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 same. Yeah, right. But this girl, so she's the younger sister, and I think she's supposed to be part of the hook for Sandy B because she's like now immediately looking at Sandy B as like an older sister, yeah, uh, character or like an aunt, I guess. But it's weird what they do with her too because she's kind of clearly fifteen or sixteen, but they like also infantilize her even more. Yeah. It's like ears pierced and it's like you're like 18 years old <laughs> or like don't t- don't steal the toy out of the cereal it's like you are almost an adult like it's just oh. it's, it's interesting how intent they are of showing this as like a kid sister it's, it's- as the yeah. little sister to two older brothers i can oh. relate to that though and i have felt many times felt seen. In my life, i felt seen and i felt like even <laughs> though my one brother is only like just under three years older than me that's a, i was that's always it was like two, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Like we were in high school together. Right. So, you know, anywho, I can relate. Poor Monica. As someone who's basically a twin, I like don't have the older, younger, like to yeah. me, like two and a half years sounds like crazy, like I a big yeah. sister but or, or brother, but yeah. Same. So we realized that, so everybody's confused. There's so much confusion. And then once they've realized she saved him, they're like, okay, now you're the fiance. Now we we accept that basically yeah she starts to get some street cred but i called him grandpa for a long time until i realized he wasn't so saul saul overhears her talking to peter gallagher through it a was glass un- window it was and a closed door. <laughs> yeah like they he clarifies that later but i had the note of like did he hear her or is he just excited is he just right you know empathizing with this fiance that I, wasn't it wasn't i clear. felt he heard her you thought okay He's, As a new he was watcher. a spy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, it War is essential one. for the plot. Yeah. And he could read lips. And so he heard her from behind. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Use mirrors, you know. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. So, um, yeah. And then what happens? They um, they celebrate Christmas. They Well, they invite Sandy B to come to... The family's like, we didn't get to celebrate Christmas. So since our child is in a coma, we're still going to celebrate Christmas. I I couldn't believe how unaffected. I mean, they do it like the biggest bummer about this coma is that we missed Christmas dinner. So they (laughs) just take two. Yeah. I mean, I guess in some ways, like you also get the sense that Peter Gallagher was slightly estranged from the family. Like they don't really know what's going on. Like they didn't know about the other girlfriend that we learn about later bacon either bacon one thing that i will say one thing of exposition that i didn't remember i didn't clock the first time i watched this i think is like sandra bullock does run into a lawyer friend at the hospital yeah which when that happens is very unclear why that happens (laughs) like he just she's getting stuff in the elevator she doesn't want anything to do with the whole thing and then he basically says like there was an accident we were playing basketball there was a pencil 
but that's it right he doesn't actually yeah say. he doesn't tell her and then right. like it's it's implied maybe that later she did hear the whole story it, she must have she but, must have. but as that, kid, that was her key that was like a special key to help her still be the yes fiance. as a kid i thought she just guessed it and i didn't know until they got into the elevator i thought they're gonna be like well i guess she's a lying asshole oh, wow. you know and then they're like I, I as a kid i thought she just like went out on a limb it's like this is either true or false but but then i'm like oh okay they planted that um it's clear friend. that peter gallagher like his family seems uh, well to do i mean they have a very nice oh, yeah. house but he's like more well to do because he just yeah. has this like penthouse in the sky thing and yeah scarves like elitist scarves yeah but like it's very snobby, it sounds like, but he doesn't, even when he wakes up, he's not like that. And he's not a changed, he's not like changed for the better immediately. No. He's like they happy just, to see his family. Right. It, like, right. And he's kind it's of like how bad shallow. was he? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, it, they have I to walk that line. Go ahead. Secretly sorry. bad in the fact, because he says it later that he cheated on every, in every right. relationship. Yeah. And, you know, um so I, yeah i think he's sort of a not sleazy but he's sort of a a fake nice person mm -hmm. the fact that he held the door for that woman all the time but then he's cheating on all his partners and yeah, yeah i think they're kind of going for like elitist and shallow but like got nice it. enough mm -hmm. like pleasant right. enough got it so sandy b like uh, of the first of many people that just tell her to lie her boss is like yeah, you should lie. Also, did you guys recognize him? Did you yes. know him? Yes. From is he Chuck from Grumpy Old Man? No. Oh my god. No, wait, who is he? Who is he? Now no. I'm like, wait, did we just see him? No, we we have we haven't. Oh, who is he? Uh, he was on night court for a little bit. Uh, he played like an opposing oh, judge. Right. And he also was in something else that I remembered that I can't remember right now. But now I gotta look him up because he, yeah, he, he looked was vaguely familiar to me. I almost kind of wish we got to spend a little more time with him because he was yeah. like this calming. Which one? Like, sorry. Okay. The, the boss. Her boss, like the transit authority guy who oh, decided yeah. to not Chuck in. And tells her man. to lie. So it's like, you know, you should yeah. just keep lying. Like, why not? You're, you're This is good for you. You're he goes, he goes kind of back and forth with his advice for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of like, why don't you just lie about it? Because I think you, I think you'll be better off. Sandy B takes the cab to Peter Gallagher's family's house and um sal like runs into her outside and like mildly threatens her he's like if you fuck with this family i'll murder you basically is kind of like what he says on the porch in so many words and it's like whoa sal so yeah. like you think saul. he saul. saul that's right saul saul so you like think he knows something then you're like okay he's on to her but nobody will nobody knows right like she's just this, like continues the mystery uh and then they have this like festive holiday time and sandra bullock is just enamored she's just like googly-eyed at everybody and uh, why does bill pullman miss the christmas celebration and then show up much later and then says maybe i'll spend the night it's like well yeah you showed up at two you just got here yeah this is yeah. the part that starts feeling a little bit like the family stone i guess yeah. where you're just like everybody needs to come back to this house but then it's clear that like he lives close by. So I know. Because I was like, oh, wait, he lives in like Indiana or, you know, some other state. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, no, he's in the family business. Right. He's the um, end son. Yeah. He just got distracted making boring ass chairs. 
You know where I know the transit authority guy from is Liar Liar. He was the judge in Liar Liar, which makes sense for night court. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, I feel like I just, he's just always in a court. He's always in a courtroom. Yeah. Which does give him this, like, you think that he, I mean, like, that's why he comes across as like, he's like the mayor of New York City. Like, he's very Mm -hmm. much in charge of it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, But yeah, I was very confused by the plan and like why Bill Pullman wasn't at the hospital earlier. Like, anyway. Right. Well, they are they kind of estranged, too. I don't know. But um, we cut to Peter's apartment at some point and we hear like the fiance leaving a voicemail like, hey, we got engaged and I'm going to marry you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oopsie. Oops, a doozle. Uh, <laughs> Side so, note: I also feel that this apartment is the same one from Station Eleven. For anyone who's seen that, oh yeah, um, it does look like that, and that's in Chicago. I was yeah. thinking that exact wow. same thing. I huh. was nice. thinking about that being that apartment. Yep, I was like, why does this look familiar to me? Is mm-hmm. it snowing and apocalyptic outside, and people are trapped? Yeah, yeah. And maybe just like that's a thing with all those high rises in Chicago. It's just giant floor to ceiling mm-hmm. windows. Yeah, and the view. I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, so Bill Pullman shows up while Sandra Bullock is sleeping, uh, ironically. Oh. Ho, 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 ho. And the little sister's like, oh, hey, yeah. big brother. And uh, that's and Lucy. He- She's part of the family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What? And he's and- like, uh, okay, I'll sleep on the steps tonight. And uh, when I wake up, she'll be here. Right. He's, he's just drinking coffee on the steps. Thirsty right from the start. He's yeah. just like, oh. Yeah. It's he's weird. like, who's yeah. the but it's just like from the back of her head, he's thirsty. He's I like, know. It could yeah. be a lump. It could be a wig on a pillow. <laughs> a wig <laughs> on a pumpkin. Might as well be like a home yeah. alone like jinx, like or hijinks, right? Like it's just like a booby trap. I don't know. Yeah, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. And then we see this to show that time has passed. The newspaper boy oh, <laughs> bites man. it on the ice. Oh my god! That's the oh moment. God. It's like it's the next day. <laughs> uh, I, at this point in the movie, I'm so sure that this is a a bit that they're doing in the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, it is icy, and we do learn and see that multiple times throughout the film. And it's Chicago, mm-hmm. and it's winter, so that makes sense. I think but it's at interesting. The same time, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, like, with the with that, I mean, which I actually think is such a good gag, even though it was not on purpose. But like, my mind is like trying to fit this movie into a John Hughes movie, so it's hard to mm-hmm. like get the tone. It's like, is this a true romantic comedy, or is this just a commentary on like how much family is annoying and how much like life in chicago is cold you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) which is john hughes's like main theses um family is annoying chicago is cold (laughs) speaking of chicago is cold they do not keep to that so often there's so many times people are just Mm. in like a members only jacket outside (laughs) or just like a t-shirt no hats oh i'm a little cold yeah Yeah. Um, it's wild i know they even address it when bill pullman's like yeah this is a reversible it's a magic code. <laughs> it's reversible, <laughs> so it's warm now. So that's not true. That is like a members only jacket. That's not how coats work. No. Oh, so yeah, Sandy B. Uh, the next scene we see, Sandy B. sees Bill Pullman and he's like, okay, well, I'm skeptical of you, but welcome to the family. And then we see the family at church. All of a sudden, they're all at church together. And, uh, I don't know why we have to have this church scene. Jack is doubtful. Let me just say that Bill Pullman is Jack he's and he's got doubtful. his doubts. He's got doubts. Um, yeah. 
Which, like, is also reasonable. It's weird that we're made to feel like Jack is, like, right. this cynic. But you're like, yeah, but also. But I guess my question is, like. <laughs> it's interesting. Would you immediately think if your relative is in a coma and there's a woman around, like, would you immediately think, like, this is a trick? I think it depends on, no, again, I... which they don't make that clear, like, how close they are yeah. to him. Because the first thing he says when his little sister says, that's Lucy, she's Peter's fiance, he says, that's not his fiance. Or, like, no, she's not. You know? And you're like, why are you saying that? Like, do yeah. you know his, do you know the other woman? Or, like, right. are you, it's it's unclear. Like, if, yeah, like, if my sister was in a coma and some dude showed up and said, I'm your fiance, like, I would know if that's true or not. So it's hard yeah. to get, you know. But you'd also, like, you would be like, oh, I'll ask Jeremy. He would know. And <laughs> right. 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 Know, or, like. Right. There's got to be somebody. Another person. Yeah. In his life. Or, yeah. So there's, like, some spying going on. Jack, like. Um, well, before that, Sandy B goes through Peter Gallagher's things in his wallet, which he has infinite pictures of himself, which is hysterical <laughs> to like have pictures of yourself in your own wallet. I'm like, I need to be more vain in my life. That's what <laughs> yeah. this was teaching me. It's yeah. like, yeah, I don't yeah. have his eyebrows, but I need more just singular yeah. pictures of myself everywhere yeah everywhere in his apartment everywhere he has pictures of himself but like not with anybody else it's like <laughs> no, very funny. Yeah. it's not like a family picture um and she discovers a can of animal food which i wasn't mm -hmm. sure what it was but it was cat food and she's like mm -hmm. oh no like there's a cat dying at this apartment that i haven't been to right um and at the same time bill pullman shows up at her apartment and runs into old joe jr Right. He's like, that's my girlfriend. <laughs> right. Which doesn't help her case. No. He's also lying. And that's not nice. No. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Because also just the fact that like, this isn't just a random person or your acquaintance. This is someone that like lives next door to you and is constantly just harassing and lying about you and has keys to your apartment. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Right. So they both end up at Peter's apartment. Sandy B gets there first and there is a cat. Well, she's like, I'm here to feed the cat. And he's like, yeah, he doesn't have a cat. And then the cat comes out, which is great. Right. Which we later learn is the Bacon's cat. Bacon's What's her name? Cat. Rebecca Bacon. Uh, Ashley Bacon. Ashley Bacon. I know this woman from this series called The Profiler. And I used to have such a crush on this woman. Oh, mm -hmm. really? Okay. Yeah, totally. Interesting. Um, so the hospital calls Peter's apartment, mm -hmm. which is weird. Um, also Peter is named Peter, like his actual name in this movie. It's like they gave up and they were like, your name is oh, be yeah. your first name. That's so funny. Um, and it's for Sandy B. <laughs> like, why are they? Anyway. And they're like, oh, all the relatives and family members need to come to the hospital and give blood. Oh, that was the other question. Sorry. Yeah. Let me, I'm going to submit that. I forgot to submit that. <laughs> no, that's question. okay. For and a coma, like, right? I can probably answer it that no, that's <laughs> no. just a scam from the Red Cross. It's like the only <laughs> right. benefit would be to get your type of blood. But sure. You definitely he didn't don't need seem to lose a lot of blood unless I miss something. He just bled a little bit from a scrape, scrape in his head. Maybe he had all that brain swelling. They had to like use some blood uh, leeches. leeches or like a, <laughs> right. a big old brain funnel. They had to do a bloodlet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, 
So they go there in Peter's car. It's like Jack is just trying to like get her. He's like, oh, we're going to take Peter's car. And you know where it is in the garage. But like, why would she? Why would she know that? She doesn't need to know that. Yeah. And And this, uh, this, just to emphasize how sort of sleazy he is in the 90s, this car is all BMWs pretty much. mm -hmm. Right. The whole parking garage is BMWs. Like I couldn't pick out like my husband's white Toyota Camry in a sea of other white Toyota Camrys. No way. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't know his license plate. Um, but and yeah. I do have this question because she always sort of makes an educated guess and gets it right. Is mm-hmm. is this to show that she's very crafty or it's sort of luck or the stars that are making her always correct? I don't think it's the stars. Like, I don't, I didn't get the sense that there was anything like meant to be about it, but maybe that she's just kind of observant and like smart and like wily, I guess. Yeah. She's got street smarts. I don't know. Cool. Yeah. This, this just in about blood transfusions. Um, you don't need it unless you're bleeding and need to be transfused. So I guess, like, <laughs> okay. it would depend of like, yeah. yeah. No, that makes TV. sense. I don't that know if it's sense. like standard practice. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so Jack, Jack, like, you know, is like, Hey, I've had enough of this and you need to prove that you're his fiance in front of everybody here in this hospital. And this is when she reveals that he has one testicle. Yeah. Um, in front of everybody, which is just like really strange. So mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then- I love that it's like, well, we've established we need to test this. So um, someone here needs to grab the balls. I like- know. I am so envious of people that have this little fear of confrontation. Like if I suspected this, like the way I would go about it would be so cowardly like behind the scenes like I would never like to do this big like what's your plan then like if he if you if she found if you're found out to be a fraud like what does that then look like you got to get out of the room I mean not to say you should go along with it but like I'm surprised at how forward um Jack is about this because that's like a really heavy accusation also it's true so (laughs) like he's right right yeah right although I secretly think he only wants to bust her yeah. so he can get with her. Like, I know. I know. Right. And they haven't like, even, they proving haven't even someone's fallen in like, love Your yet. real brother or sister. It's like, we're not real. Yeah. Kind of like George and Michael and maybe in <laughs> right, yeah. development. They haven't. Yeah, yeah. They haven't even fallen in love yet. So, um, but then Uncle Sal is like, Saul, sorry. I wrote Sal every time. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncle Saul is like, hey, I know that you're lying and yeah. um you should keep lying because <laughs> and i will say i'm the happiest like, the happiest the family's ever been it's interesting that like this movie does a lot of um you're like that doesn't make sense and then they kind of justify it because my um sister was asking me to kind of recount the movie and she's like why doesn't she just tell the truth and i'm like well there is kind of this pressure from somebody who's like you can't do that to them right now. Like you, like if he dies, maybe, or maybe mm, not. Yeah. Like there is like a justification for why this woman that desperately doesn't want to be in this situation keeps on lying. And I thought it was even interesting. Like the nurse who, um, like the nurse was like, she's his fiance. And then afterwards you have the scene where Sandra Bullock's like, why did you say that? <laughs> Which is so weird for a movie. Cause like we as the audience totally know why she said it, but like, you know, like it's Sandra Bullock. Like if you're in that room and this nurse says she's their fiance, Sandra Bullock would have no idea why she was right. Yeah. Position. So I don't know. The movie does a lot to justify people's actions and uh, like mm-hmm. these ways, which is probably why it's four hours long. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of which, we got to keep going because I yeah. have like another page and a half of notes. Um, let's see. So Sandra Bullock wants why does why are they given this hideous couch as an engagement gift from this family and whose house does oh. that fit in it's like if they it's presumptuous peter, it's presumptuous and peter yeah. doesn't have any color in his apartment if they it's know anything a, about him they're in the furniture is what they got so i guess that's <laughs> ugly what give so yeah ugly. It's, a, it's a bold piece yes but she wants As, the rocking chair. Which is also oh, kind of chair. like, oh. yeah, like whatever, wow. right? You're just like, I guess yeah. it's that, fine. That hard wood, uncomfortable yeah. rocking chair. I know. It's like, it like rectangle. Like it was missing, missing cushions. Yeah, like, I know. It was this just like a fantastic. square. Yeah. It was a wood square. And she's like, oh my God, I've never seen such a thing. <laughs> also, I, just yeah. the trope of the leading guy in yeah, rom this is a Hallmark is movie. Hallway, yeah. yeah, you're either an architect or you build furniture. Like those yeah. are your choices. I'm Salt of the sold. <laughs> yeah. And then I think it doesn't I mean we learned that like he's like this fantastic magical carpenter but he's stuck in this really successful family business. Right. <laughs> that would totally allow him to do both. In fact like sure. a friend that definitely does both. So it's just like that's a perfect thing yeah like just do both of those things yeah like, we don't money. sell furniture at this <laughs> furniture store son. No. like right like perfect. why can't he just sell the furniture there in like a special section that's like handmade by the end son like you'll love this it's great I, yeah. I know. maybe it's, it's a, like a front for the chicago mob and probably so they, yeah maybe um so this is when like jay so Jack walks Sandra Bullock home. I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but yeah. they have this like cold, snowy, loving moment where they like fall in love with each other and they're talking about Slipping, traveling and, they, and then they slip and hug and slip and kiss and slip. <laughs> Don't kiss. They cling to each other yeah. almost. Oh my gosh. For a very long time. And that's how you fall in love, kids. Yeah. Um. And then Lucy goes and tells her boss that she loves this brother and he's like he's like uh he's like don't 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 tell her now he's giving bad advice again i don't yeah, know yeah he kind of yeah yeah he's very invested as well yeah um and so and then there's like a a mishap a lot of this is like it's people so overhearing things yeah. <laughs> of like there's the the girl the, the the little sister who is now fully sandra bullock's little sister uh comes in with a friend and she overhears her joke that and says that she's pregnant so then we have this whole pregnancy people think she's pregnant it's resolved pretty quickly though pretty quickly they realize this movie not. should just be I'm called sure like that. this is how rumors start i know yeah, i'm totally... glad that resolved quickly but <laughs> <she> telephone does... <laughs> definitely they have to go to a party with all of her work colleagues who are also not working on new year's eve i don't know who got forced to work the toll booth on new year's eve because they're all at this rockin party and jack screams there that she's what about the baby you know like one of those moments i know it's like skirt you know <laughs> which is also like if somebody is choosing to do like anyway yeah <laughs> can you imagine no imagine yelling at a woman at a party like this uh let's see then they have a fight and then um the nurses are singing christmas carols or new year's eve carols Sure. Mm -hmm. And they wake Peter up. Peter suddenly wakes up. Yeah. And at this point, like, I couldn't believe, I mean, even after this, like, I was like, okay, this movie will be over in five minutes. And you have like 30 minutes. Yeah, 40 minutes. Movie left. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was like awake for that long. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yikes. 
so there's this like moment where like you you're from peter's perspective and you're panning across the family who's all very excited the mom is crying and all of this and then he sees sandy bullock and he's like i don't recognize her i can't recognize her but i think and that's it is funny so funny the way it like goes the camera goes back and and you just see her like look to this like <laughs> she's playing it i mean it's very funny, it's very I funny think. i like that moment a lot so charming um, at the same time i still don't know who who in this family <laughs> is who yeah it's um, true <laughs> Well, one of the things Sandy B and Jack fought about was like that he's not fessing up to the dad either, that he doesn't want to be in the family business. But then again, that resolves really easy because he has this conversation with the dad and the dad's like, okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. I don't want to have this business either. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's And just then they joke and he's like, I wish you would have told me, you know, last year when I had a chance to sell it. Ha 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 ha. Let's have donuts. <laughs> like, that's like a really big deal. Like. Ooh, anyway, yes. Yeah, Speaking of which, a, a question I had is, is this movie sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts? Because okay. several times they were like drinking Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And then mm. this scene was like featured around a Dunkin' Donuts box. And I felt like I was like product placement. I don't remember yeah. it as much in the 90s, but this feels like product Dunkin' placement. is famously Boston, Boston, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just honestly don't know if they're if it's just equally big in Chicago or if there's oh, a interesting. chain. Uh, I mean, it definitely was like uh, right in present in Maryland. My entire our entire lives. Totally, right? totally. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um. So uh, yeah, Saul goes to talk to Pete. Now I've written Saul. This is the first time I wrote S A U L. Yeah. Talks to Peter and he tells him he's a putz and he's like, either you fall in love with Sandra Bullock right now or get off the pot. I mean, he's a real instigator in this movie. He's trying to get things moving along. And that's also a little confusing because if you think he's this shallow jerk, why are you trying to like get Lucy messed up with, um, you know, like why is he trying to? Yeah. Because she can fix him. I, I don't guess. Know, yeah, I guess this, he's his godson. Hor- horrible advice to just like, hey, yeah. jump into this marriage. Right. Like just despite any chances on compatibility or anything like that. Yeah, it's just bad advice. And Lucy comes to the hospital with Peter's things and he's like, now he's looking at her through a different lens. He's like, maybe we were in love. And mm-hmm. and meanwhile, well, Ash- also, I do think it's clever because he like kind of recognizes her because he did see her every day. Right. But like, he's not mm-hmm. really registering it. So that's a clever thing of like, okay, like there's something right. there. But, but they would, you. you know, but they've never really spoken. Anyway, right. Yeah. And Ashley Barker Bacon shows up at Peter's apartment and the doorman is like, who are you? You're not the fiance. And she's like, why I oughta? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And uh, they all end up at the hospital together and she's mad and she she tells him that she wants her stuff back and they're breaking up and he's like well i want your nose back and your boobs like he paid for all these things for her which is like oh it's kind of sad that like he's saying yeah, that and that, that yeah, happened. All of it. none of it sounds great all of it's yeah. sad and um, i mean think about it even further we sort of assume that they'll get back together and probably get married and just right. imagine like this relationship I know. And like, and like, why doesn't he remember her? Well, <laughs> or does he, he? He does. He just remembers that she turned down his proposal. Which I think yeah. was the last thing that happened. Oh, yeah. so yeah. he assumed. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think he, also, I think he remembers everything. Yeah. And also he's like cheating on her and stuff like that. So like, I don't right. think it's a big deal that she turned down the proposal right. to yeah, him. He's not like I, hard I think these broken. are like 
two people that we're not supposed to really care much about, except one is like one of the protagonists of the movie. But yeah. 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 Um, and uh, then Jack does like, or Peter does like a dramatic proposal to Lucy in the hospital and like the nurse passes out if her thing's like slapstick. Um, but then you know what always works for women? Snow globes. Oh my God. Mm. This is a very Hallmark movie. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like the most romantic thing. It, it reminds me of like Home Alone 2 where it's the like- The family stone. That, yeah. Or like the, tur- the turtle doves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> we just went silent because Lauren- <laughs> Everybody just went silent. We got to see Nora yeah. Alba. Can you say hello? Alba. Alba S. Oh, special guest. Yeah. Oh, my- oh, okay. <laughs> I love a special podcast now guest. Now it's time for you to go sleeping. Oh, you oh. were sleeping. Oh, oh sorry. We'll, yeah. we'll talk Lights about out. you while you were sleeping. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, does she not like sleeping? You gotta say lights out. <laughs> lights out. Is that what you um, said? Lights yeah. out. Okay. Lights yeah. out. Cute. Um you might sleep, but you might just have lights out. <laughs> that's what I need. I'm like, that's safer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So now Sandy B's I mean, like, why shouldn't I marry your brother? And he's like, I can't, I can't tell you. Uh, yeah. You know what I appreciated here too is like maybe as a kid, I would have been like, she's like she's not in love with Peter Gallagher. What is she doing? But it's like you know what? <laughs> I think she's like this handsome, wonderful man who like wants to marry me. Like it's like yeah, this would kind of solve a lot of yeah, things. And like people true. get married for a lot of different reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like this is not the worst move right now, yeah. you yeah. know. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought about that differently on this watching. So they're gonna get married, and Sandra Bullock gives her boss a sticky note as an invite, <laughs> which is like a. Weird as thing. one does for as your you do. weird yeah. hospital wedding you're yeah. having tomorrow. Why do they have to get married so soon? Doesn't he then have to go back to the hospital to do this? Isn't he discharged? No, he got moved to a different floor. Oh, got it. Okay. And in fact, he's not discharged because he's getting married with an IV in his arm, which is entirely Oof. uncomfortable and not yeah, ugh, a good thing to do. Yeah, like he's yeah. dragging that bag around with him. It's like, No. Sandra Bullock comes in in her little wedding dress. First, she stops the music to take off her coat, which is just like a very bumbly Sandra Bullock thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then they get up there and she says she objects. She objects to her own just wedding. Yeah. Right from the start. Right like, from the start. Everybody objects. Yeah. Which is great. And what I like, what I do like too, is that Peter Gallagher isn't like, no, we have to get married. But he's like, I'm thinking, like, maybe not. Like, wait, what? Like, you know, right, like, he's yeah. just kind of like, probably totally out of it uh yeah yeah. he's on drugs (laughs) yeah so nobody wants this to happen (laughs) and iv fluids yeah but i like how she had that objection in her hip pocket and was all ready for it but yet still dressed up for the wedding yeah like no need to call it off before i i'm going to do this in front of people yeah i don't know what happened like what made her change it as she was walking up maybe looking at jack it's like the precursor to love is blind because like they make all those Mm -hmm. people dress up for their weddings and then they Mm. cancel i've not seen those to the end but oh well that happens quite a bit and their families come in and they have bridesmaids before they see each other at all they They get get married before they see each other no, they Be- see each other and then yeah. they, they have to decide at the altar while they have a wedding going on whether they're going to get married or not. 
healthy. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is what people in the 1950s were worried about. You know? Well, it happened. This is what they thought would happen. And then it happened. <laughs> 73 years later, it happened. Um, which is wild that that's so far away. But um, yeah, so she's like, I'm, I'm not in love with Peter. I was never engaged to him. And I didn't want to tell the truth because I fell in love with the family, which is oh. like real cute, you guys. So cute. It is sweet. I mean, and you got to like remember too that this is just, it's like four days or something. You know what I mean? Like it's such a yeah. short time insane. all of this has yeah. happened. Um, so yeah. And Ashley Bacon also objects, but her husband is there. That's I a think whole this other is story. To, I think that is to pile on to the fact that we're not feeling bad for Peter Gallagher. Yeah. Because he, it's like, you propose to a married woman and he's like, what are you going to do? It's like, oh, Peter, 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 Peter. Classic you know? Peter. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was necessary because I wasn't really going to feel bad for him anyways. Because yeah. he's he's not out anything. If like, if yeah. he was a good guy, just had this concussion and yeah. like this story was spun around him while he while he's sleeping, he wakes up and then it gets resolved. His life isn't really impacted too much. Like that's no, true. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. But whatever. So everybody's mad at Peter. Everybody's arguing. Sandy B slips out. I know. Now door. she does the Irish goodbye. <laughs> she does. Now she leaves. Now she just leaves. Yeah, and uh, and then she's packing up Christmas, and she and old Joe Junior have like a little LOL with each That's other. Nice, yeah. And he's sad because he got broken up with, and now they're gonna be friends. This slice into the relationship would have been helpful in the beginning. Yeah, because it's like it's like okay, this is a, not a threatening, right? This, this, is, this is power structure, power dynamic seems to be fine. This is yeah. a friend, but yeah, that's hard yeah. to perceive in the beginning. Yeah. So uh, here we come. It's at the L and it's Sandy B's last day of torture why, job. Why did she quit? Like when did we miss that she quit or we just get that her like her no. toll booth mate says, I'm going to miss you. But like, why is she quitting? I mean, I think there's a scene we missed that like got edited <laughs> out of the movie. Yeah. But I'm assuming she's like going to go pursue other things in life. There's right? more to life than just moving a token <laughs> from here to there and saying, go ahead. Yeah, I feel like it kind of makes sense cinematically, but you're like, well, why this yeah. time? Like, I, think, why I now? think there was a cut scene. Yeah. It seems strange that she just suddenly quits, but not before Jack can come up and put a ring through the token slot. I mean, if anything, if just to have her as a toll booth operator to have that. I think they worked backwards from that. That was really cute. And the whole family being there. Except for Peter. Except for Peter. He wasn't invited. He's no longer part of the family. (laughs) Now that he's not attached to Lucy, no one will ever talk to him again. Yeah. He's out. Um, and then they smooch in the booth. He comes in the booth. It's, it's very cute. Um, and they go get married and they're standing on the back of the L and go to Florence. And then they end the movie with the title of the movie. Yeah. Drink. Yeah. Peter which is... once asked me, which is just this reminder of like, oh, right. Cause he's oh, still, your family. still there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Be with him forever now. Uh, yeah when did you fall in love with my brother is that it when did i you fall in love so he's like so i didn't meet her marry peter i married jack like got it Uh, (laughs) and then it's like one time peter asked me once when did i fall in love with yeah my brother it was while you were sleeping while you were sleeping (laughs) yeah oh 
Well, um, I asked a lot of questions throughout. Any other questions we missed? I still had one from my couch mate, and it was just that why do rom-coms have to end in marriage? It just, Mm. this would be a perfect one to be like, hey, let's see where this thing goes (laughs) in like a very normal, rational relationship rather than just like, you missed that bullet of that crazy fast wedding. Let's just jump into another one. I know. Um, And I think that rom-coms doing that certainly, don't you all feel like it influences improv scenes where it feels like sometimes it just feels like it is a freight train to a wedding like it's like and the wedding and like yeah Yeah, i mean it's a very shakespearean trope i mean every comedy ends in a marriage and i think it's just like it's a very normative thing we do did Mm -hmm. but yeah like i I think there was the implication there was a little bit of time before they got married like a year Mm. perhaps at least oh really maybe yeah i think so they're engaged for a while i think they were engaged for a while and like learned each other's middle names and like how they like yeah. their coffee at least but yeah that Do one you... night slipping on ice is enough to slip you into love i know oh my goodness um do you all think we kind of answered hannah's question from the beginning about like oh. who's the the more so, leading man okay so yeah my <laughs> thoughts on this are like i think peter gallagher is a very attract he doesn't do it for me i get it i think there's other guys out there that have like you're both attractive and i just i really see it with peter gallagher i'm like you've got symmetry and eyebrows Mm -hmm. and very luscious hair but it's just doesn't i don't know it's it's almost like ken dolly yeah Mm -hmm. he's like specific yeah he's just ken he's just On on paper he's like a leading man description i would say like what i like about peter gallagher is like he is i mean He's just Ken, but he is pretty specific looking. Mm-hmm. Like Peter Gallagher looks like Peter Gallagher. Like, um, yeah. Once you reminded, I, it, I yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say. Once you reminded me about Bill from A League of Their Own, I was like, no, yeah, he's he's definitely. And I think younger me also had a similar question and thought about Peter Gallagher. But I also now that you've said it, Katie, I can't stop seeing the similarities between this and the Family Stone. <laughs> Which is not that long after this, but like that's when Dermot McDermott falls in love with Mm -hmm. Claire Danes because they're just take a walk in the snow. Well, it's an interesting, and you have um, Dermot Dillit McDermott (laughs) um, contrasted with Luke Wilson, which is kind of a Peter Gallagher like Bill Pullman contrast. And I would posit to say, and I have no right to say this, I have no grounds, but like if, you, if we think about sex in the city, it's almost like this like big and Aiden contrast. Oh, well, Aiden you... is the furniture maker. Of course. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. Like it's like, the. I mean, big and Aiden are maybe more of like, I don't think big was presented as like such not a match as like Peter Gallagher is but in this. similar feelings I have right? is like, I never found, Chris, what's his name? Christopher Noth. Sorry, mm-hmm. I never found yeah, I didn't him really to get be it attractive. Either. But he's that vein of like this tall, tall dark, handsome, elegant. Sure. And then you have but like I was always plaid teenager. shirt wearing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But and back to the, like, I just don't get Bill Pullman in this movie. He just looks weird and cringy and <laughs> schlubby. I, I don't know. Mm. Like I said, Peter Gallagher doesn't like do it for me, but it's like, I don't think it's much of a choice. I think it's okay. a... You want you want eyebrows. Bill Pullman to Oh wow. Wow. So Hannah felt the opposite. Yeah. Okay. I So Hannah, I... it's not resolved. Yeah. No. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about Hummers, Bummers, and Dummers? Let's do Dummers first. And I have a dummer I want to share. Go for um, it. 
which is these two men who try to attack Peter Gallagher on the Mm -hmm. L stop who are like, they look like businessmen. They look like Joe Schmo's best friends who like, just like learn to, they're like, we're going to get into a fight today. Like they didn't, they were very unthreatening is what it, they were small. Yeah. And they were like, Hey guy. I'm going to flap your scarf. Yeah. Like they were just like, Hey, and then he just falls onto the, thing so i don't clear what they wanted at least like get a big tall person mm-hmm. you know somebody that like looks bigger than peter gallagher than like those two little twerps yeah um, they're like the two little twerps from the christmas story it's like scott farkas <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah totally scott farkas is mean but he's not gonna push you onto a track right. so yeah murder you basically. yeah he's not gonna murder you my my dumber is like something that might not be a dumber. I just like couldn't believe it when I saw it. Where when she's trying on that wedding dress and she has the hanger around her neck. Yeah. Did you guys notice this? And I, I did. Like, yeah. And then they even say it because he's like, oh, it makes a good necktie too. And I'm like, do people do that to <laughs> hold things up? Because it's like, whoa. Like it, I, oh man, it gave me kind of the chills to think about hanging something on the back of my neck like that, like a metal hanger. Um. Do I've definitely do done it? that before. Really? Not, not of recent. I don't know if I could get a metal hanger over my head, but when I was a kid, I would have done it. I, also, I hate it was this a dress. New... Oh, it's, yeah. It's very hideous. Well, it's... it feels like it's something she had in her closet, or did she buy it? I think it was in her closet. It's yeah. very mid-90s. I guess. It's not great. I don't know. But not it's a lot of fabric. Either. Yeah. Um, Mine, and I talked about this earlier, but it's just the lack of big ass coats in a Chicago winter <laughs> in yeah. the mid nineties. Everyone in this movie should have been wearing a starter jacket and just had been looked like the Michelin man Yeah, with ha- hats and kind jackets. Like save the last scarves. dance. Yeah. It's like, they did it. They knew go indoors and like take it off and yeah. then look all impressive. And that's your little like chameleon or not uh, just chrysalis moment there. Yeah. But no, everyone's in like Bill Pullman's in a just uh jean jacket and uh i think Joe like in Jr. a buttoned like his whole chest is exposed a lot yeah. like, no you were going to end this from yeah. someone who just um oh yeah was out swimming in the uh german winter so uh yeah it's yeah. uh if anybody's anybody... cold out put a jacket on you think it's some yeah. grumpy old men coats hats yeah, yeah totally how about bummers I have a bummer, which is just kind of bummed for Sandy B, where um, I think I saw this right, where she like pours like her cat like that food and milk, and then she dips her Oreo into oh. the cat's milk. <laughs> oh, no. And that's rough. That's like, oh, God, it's before the cat licks it. And honestly, I wouldn't mind sharing a glass of milk with a cat. It's more that like that's the cat's bowl like you know so um it was gross and also uh, bummer psa cats shouldn't be given milk <laughs> oh right yeah or like oreo cow milking. milk so oreo soaked yeah, milk no. it was gross yeah. <laughs> i think kind of in the same vein is like i don't know i feel like they really just were like this girl yeah like is she gross is she sad she's very self-deprecating um at one point she tells jack that she's she's just like her dad dark hair and flat chested and he's like "Ah, uh, uh, um, like he doesn't know how to laugh at that joke she is flat chested but yeah go ahead sorry i don't think so either i think there's just this sort of like 
thing in this movie about like, well, she's she we got to make her real homely and sad. Yeah. And the only person that can truly see her for who she is, is Bill Pullman. And and he's like, she's special. She's really special. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, that kind of bummed me. Out. Yeah. Uh, my bummer. And just because I we've talked about it, but I thought of another scene is just Joe Jr. Just the creepiness of this, the, the scene where they put him in the closet and then she comes back and he's like sniffing her on like something with her underwear or yeah Ew. i don't know it's oh just he's like, like putting her shoe on oh uh, yeah it's a shoe whatever yeah i it's know just, that's kind of sniffing like, her shoe. like this invasion and like i said they redeem him later on but it's just they dug his hole so deep yeah and i don't they didn't have to because it i think it would have been a better thing if he was just truly this friend yeah but you know very like friendly and you know i don't know every manish as we said but like not the creepiness side of it and i don't know that could have been a cool angle but yeah yeah, yeah. how about hummers i think my hummer is gonna be kind of like side character support mm. i think there was like some real like people who were hired to be in this movie that like either a lot of their scenes got cut or they were just like really acting it up like grandma i love her little sidelines she like is in the church and yeah. she's like i love when mass is in latin <laughs> she just has these like throwaways and yeah. then the other one is that hospital like roommate that he gets yeah that guy. Oh, yeah that guy was like selling it he had facial <laughs> yeah. expressions he had like a whole he had a whole backstory that we didn't get to explore but he was really selling hospital mm. roommate big time and i loved it i like he that too. The There's soap also opera yeah. joe jr's like girlfriend that lives upstairs yeah, who, her like, was awesome and yeah. the nurse yeah there's a um, lot of good and sandy b's boss is probably going on. too he, maybe he's too much part of it, but yeah, too forefront. Yeah. No, yeah, this whole movie was just character actors, and I yeah. yeah, 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 which is good. Um, I think I feel like I have like a sentimental one, but like, um, as much as it's a little strange that how how into Lucy, um, this family is from the get go, I will say I wonder if part of that is um, this movie wasn't originally supposed to be around Christmas, I guess, and then they made it around Christmas, mm. and part of that I think does allow for like why you would be so much like oh well come and spend Christmas with us, like it kind of like tightens that relationship, and I liked how. And I think it's because it reminds me of my own family, how much like Lucy's invited to this dinner and like they bought a present for her and she has a stocking and like any friend or partner I've ever had at like Christmas will have a stocking with their name on it and a pre and as many presents as like I have, you know what I mean? Aww. Like my parents are very much like, no, if yeah. someone's coming to Christmas, they will be treated just like everybody else, which I, I kind of, I really, I really liked that. So yeah. Oh, nice. Mine is just gonna be simple and sweet it was uh peter gallagher um when he wakes up and someone's like here comes some jello and he's like yeah. do i like jello <laughs> yeah <Yum."> <laughs> yeah yeah and i just like the adventure of like tricking himself to have i tasted jello before do i yeah. like it and but he's all in i'm just like yum and it just the that confusion of when he finally wakes up mm -hmm. i just really love that dynamic of it yeah, yeah. that's fun uh all right should we talk about our outfits let's talk about, let's talk about, about our outfits. outfits um katie i'll talk about your outfit um i love your shirt it's like well it's 
because it's Christmas time, I know you're wearing a nightgown in the theme of Tweety Bird, but um, instead <laughs> of Tweety always. Bird, it's Peter Gallagher. Um, and on the front, it says Peter Gallagher. And you can see his bushy eyebrows. And in the back is the back of Peter Gallagher, where it just says Peter Callahan. Um, <laughs> same name, yeah. really. Yeah. I didn't really change it. <laughs> and um, That's true. Yeah. And then I definitely appreciate your Sandy B bangs that you've carved Mm -hmm. into your forehead. They're sort (laughs) of sporadic um, and a little bit wild, but you do have a nice winter's cap on um, Mm -hmm. as well, just to kind of like round out the outfit. So nice, nice choice today. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Phil, I love your t-shirt that um, has kind of silhouettes of everybody from this movie at like a Christmas party with just like, you know, eggnog and Santa hats um, dancing with like Christmas lights strung up um, and just some furniture in the middle. And it says on top, rocking around the rocking chair. (laughs) Nice. Because it is something to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Um, Bridget, uh, you also went with some sort of furniture themed, and it was just Callahan and Son with the sun crossed out, and it just says, "We don't sell chairs." <laughs> and yeah. then uh, your shirt—I guess you've been traveling, and it, we didn't really talk about it, but um, yeah, it's you've been to Argentina, and it just says, "Argentina has great beef, beef and Nazis." <laughs> That's right. What a weird, that conversation they had at the dinner table was just like, and Sandra Bullock was like, I love these people. And they're like, right. have you been to Argentina? What about the Nazis? What about this? What about that singer? What was their name? And it was just like, oh my God, like, yeah, that's too much, yeah. too much. Oh, well, it's time to talk about whether this film is for real. I will go first since I chose it. Um, we definitely like hash through some issues with this movie and like where it has flaws, but I, I think I'm going to just continue to think of it perhaps through this lens of like a fairy tale, or if you can suspend reality enough and just be like, okay, this is a Christmas movie with like a Christmas miracle in it. Then I'm going to say, I think it's for real Um, because it, you know, I do love some Sandy B. I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I love her. I've loved her in all five of her movies um, that we've watched and um, even Demolition Man. And I, Especially yeah. Demolition Man. I know, I was going to say. And yeah, I just want to, I just want to give this movie a for real rating. It's the holidays and when can you not <laughs> give something a for real rating, but at the holidays. <laughs> um. I'm happy to go next or you can, Phil. It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) You can go. Okay. Well, I won't bury the lead. I also think this movie is for real. Um, It was longer than I thought. Like, I did get bored at times. And honestly, like, uh... zoned out a couple times. Like, so, you know, that's kind of a bummer. (laughs) It wasn't as, like, punchy. I think in my intro saying, like, I I remembered it as being more comedic. Like, and I remember in watching, like, every time they get into the elevator and, like, the grandmother says something, like, I remember the theater, like, laughing out loud. So I think think this movie was, like, really, like, maybe newly comedic uh when it came out like it was kind of 
um, on the edge of like some new comedy, I think, um, or just like romantic comedies that were like had some really like very funny jokes in them. Um, and so, yeah, I, again, we we complained about a lot of stuff, but ultimately I liked how the movie like justified stuff. I like Sandra Bullock so much and I liked everybody's performance. Yeah. Um, Peter Boyle too, like which we didn't talk about a lot, yeah, but like the, the family was like, I liked it the ways that it isn't a John Hughes movie and it could have been, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Sandy B kind of sells everything. Uh, but I think more sound it, effects. Yeah. yeah right. Um, <laughs> I would have liked it to be a little shorter. Like we didn't need the marriage scene. I don't think we needed the ex-girlfriend even, even though I like that actress. I like seeing that actress, but it's just like, (laughs) we could have simplified a little bit with that and just made it a shorter film. Um, But I think it's for real. And it was, it was fun to rewatch. Yeah. I mean, I was honestly ready to come in with a not for real for this one, for all the Mm. reasons we sort of mentioned too long. I didn't buy the uh, love story between Bill Pullman and uh, mm. Sandy B and just found it a little cringy, but I loved all the uh, character actors surrounding it. Yeah. I, I did like that. It sort of went away from the sort of John Hughes craziness. Oh, a little of the cringiness, but not, not too much. Um, and it's Christmas. It's a giving time. So I'm going to, you know, soften this a little bit and I really enjoyed talking about it. So, mm-hmm. and also it's a, Sandra Bullock rom-com if you're watching that you know what you're getting into so um you know if you're a demolition man type of person go do that and if you're a rom-com Sandy B go do that so yeah it's gonna be for real little Sandy B for everybody yeah I wasn't I wasn't sure how you guys would rate this so yeah I was honestly ready I almost was too I know we started the podcast I was going to say it wasn't for real and talking about it sort of changed me I think structurally it's a really sound movie and I will say it's interesting because like I also didn't see a lot of chemistry between, or rather like I wasn't super invested in the Jack Lucy relationship but she's really open about how it's actually a relationship between her and like that family you right. know like that's the love story yeah um, I know and without that cute. without that this movie would not yeah yeah uh, I don't think I would have had much patience for it and maybe it's Here. that kind of family where that'll work I mean yeah. Grandmas I are mean, grabbing balls and Saul's are... involved in the whole yeah. family. Saul's yeah. and balls. <laughs> Here's the song for today. Ooh, I love that beginning. A big lead in. <laughs> uh, the song plays at the beginning of the movie, is why I yeah. picked it. And um, I think it has the same like jaunty, happy feeling that a lot of that other music felt. And you're like, who is this? Is this song about everlasting love? Is it about Sandra Bullock and the family? Is it about Sandra Bullock and Bill Pullman? Is it about her and Peter Gallagher? We don't know. I'm not sure. It's about the transit authority. It's about the love exactly. of the transit authority. That's mm-hmm. what it's about. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Hannah J. Yeah. Yes. Thanks so much. Thank you for uh, the intro. Great to have you on the pod introing. Hope you're doing well. And I think our, our next uh, and probably last December pod will mm-hmm. be coming out soon where we do everybody's favorite. <laughs> it's our favorite. <laughs> Definitely listened to by everybody. You've never asked for it. And we always do. <laughs> never asked for it. And we do it again. 
our own uh, mystery science theater featuring a cheesy Christmas movie. So get ready to do that. You'll want some time away from your family soon. Right. Yes. So this will be a great excuse. Watch a movie with us. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if we don't <laughs> see you before then, happy holidays. Exactly. And we are thankful for our podcast listeners. Yeah. Thank you. You've made it this far. Thank you. <laughs> like, we're trying to stretch it out. Subscribe and whatever the third one is. I don't know. Yeah. Um, smash that like support. button. Smash yes. that like button right here if you're watching the video feed. <laughs> I hope there's not a video feed of us doing this ever anywhere. <laughs> mm. Okay. Yeah. Till next time. See ya. Toodaloo. In a world where people watch movies. I think I'm going to watch a movie. Sometimes they don't like what they see. I don't like this movie. But sometimes they look for the silver lining. Wait a second. I like this part of this movie. Joel and Andy, do that work for you. The Silver Linings Playback. I like this part of this podcast where they tell me the part of the movie I like. Every Monday on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network or wherever you get your podcasts.